somewhere out there, Ang Lee slipped on a banana peel because I did this. <laughs> Hello, listeners, and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. This is Nate Baranowski. And Nate, we what was that? That was a, like a raspy voice. Were you, were you in the <laughs> middle of a drink there? I, I had a little bit of phlegm built up there. I didn't realize Jeff Bridges was a special guest on the, this This is Nate Baranowski. This is Nate Baranowski. This is my actual voice. Sorry. Right. Our special guest last week, which if you did not listen to our Star Wars episode, Star Wars colon The Rise of the Skywalker, I highly recommend... Uh, that episode because we have a special guest. Uh, Nate is just brooding right now because I, I said the wrong thes on purpose for that Star Wars movie, and, and I, he's just waiting to correct me right now. I just no, know I've, I've I've stopped. I've just stopped given up. Trying. It hurts too much to try to <laughs> tell you where the thes go. Right. Well, we had a a great episode reviewing the Rise of Skywalker. Yes, that's it. Yes, that's, it. that's right. We reviewed that movie, the newest Star Wars, with a special guest, Cecily Stiglitz. It was a wonderful episode. Complete opposite uh, feelings about how we reviewed that movie. You now love it. No, no, no. I've heard that people said I was extremely harsh about it. I've, I've convinced other you people were. to see it from my point of view. I've heard great things about Cecily's reviewing. Uh, her top five has been heralded mm. by several of the listeners, so... Mm-hmm. It's a great episode. You should definitely listen to it. And now uh, we're on 91. Nate, this is episode 91. We are getting so close to 100. We're so close. Nate, we need to do something special for number 100. And I would love to hear from our listeners. I know there's, there's literally millions of you out there. We would really want to know, what would you like to hear on the 100th episode? Is it a, a classic movie? Terrible movie? You want us to watch Cats for number 100? Like you, just tell us what you guys think. We would love to hear it. Comment on Instagram at Movies on the Side or email us, podcast at moviesontheside.com. We'd love to hear it. Agreed. Nate, what are you doing over there? You seem a little preoccupied. Are you playing Parcheesi? Are you doing some Sudoku? What's going on over there? I am not doing any of that. I am trying to be peaceful because behind the curtain, I'm peeling this back. Mm-hmm. I watched Steven do some editing in this last episode. Oh, my word. And hearing how many uhs and likes that I use right. really makes me self-conscious about how I talk. Well, I cut them out, though. I know, but it's so much its so much work. But you can't guard yourself because then it's not going to be you know, natural and fun and lively conversation if you're just worrying about the uhs. So I just need to be me. You do you. Say like 50 times. You say a couple hundred uhs. And they're all taken out in post. Okay. I, wanna, I want our listeners to do this. This, this may feel like a Patreon uh, content. But I, I want our listeners to hear this. You watched me edit for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and let me tell you, if, if the weekly routine was me editing and you sitting next to me exclaiming what I should be doing, <laughs> this show would have not lasted two episodes. Our friendship would not have lasted 92 episodes. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, cut that out. Oh, yeah, you're going to do that. Oh, you're going to do this. I said, who are you again? Why are you in my house? It's sort of like backseat editing. Absolutely. But anyway, I, I, I cut them all out. So just, just fly off the handle. We're good to go as we jump into the movie. For this week's movie, we watched the 2019 Will Smith movie, Gemini Man. You can't hear me fist pumping, but I'm doing it. You're doing a fist pump? I'm doing a fist pump. This is an Ang Lee movie. Life of Pi, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, all of it. Nate, this movie is very interesting to me. First of all, Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes for this movie is 26% critic score. 
Eighty-three percent mm-hmm. audience satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is that is a very widespread. Yes. Before we go into this movie, yes, I need to say something right here. Ang Lee, the director of this movie, built this movie, designed this movie to be seen at 120 frames per second in 4K. Man, apparently, not a lot of theaters are set up for that. Right. Some theaters can only get up to 60. Right. So. This was all his intention. I think I texted you at some point in time when this movie came out, and I heard about this 4K, 120 frames per second, 3D intentional viewing of Ang Lee's Gemini Man, and I said, I want to go find a place. There was one in Chicago that was close, not fully, but it was you know, 2K right. versus 4K. It goes from that... Do I watch this movie today on my laptop? <laughs> and it said, do you want to rent the HD version for a dollar more? No. I rented oh, Ang Lee's Masterpiece oh. at 120 frames per second and 4K. I watched it on my MacBook Pro in standard definition. Nate. Somewhere out there, Ang Lee slipped on a banana peel because I did this. <laughs> a ripple my- across the cosmos. That's horrendous. Even if I'm watching on my phone, Nate, I want it in HD. I don't, that's, that's preposterous. I just, I saved a dollar. That's all. (laughs) Okay. Have we talked about Will Smith on this podcast? Yes, we have. We have to. Oh, yes, because we did Aladdin. Of course. It was a Will Smith fan fest. That's right. Well, then we don't have to go too in depth on it, but I would just like to reiterate that I really like Will Smith. Still good. <laughs> Rarely a movie that he's in that I don't like. I yes. really can't think of one. Yes. And this includes Gemini Man. Okay. <laughs> uh, how, are we, how are we doing this? I'm too excited to talk about this. I'm fluttering around like a butterfly. Tell me what to do. Well, I, I feel like plot-wise, I mean, there's a clone of Will Smith. Yes. And there's a lot of action in this movie. And you got uh, father issues and PTSD issues, and you got uh, army things. Like, that, that's this movie. It's, a, it's an action movie. Oh, it's Angel Has Fallen, but more fun. You know what? I agree. That's, a, that's exactly what it is. So, Nate, why don't you start by telling me yes. what you love about this movie? Here's what I love about Gemini Man. <laughs> There's, like, so much pent-up excitement that I'm yes, hearing yes. through my headphones. <laughs> okay. Will Smith is so charismatic. Yeah. That even when he's playing a character that's not particularly funny or particularly exciting of a character, right? he's pretty just deadpan throughout, <laughs> right. he oozes presence onto the oh, silver yeah. screen. Yeah. I love watching him act. Yeah, I totally agree. That opening scene where he is a sniper. Yes. And he is taking a shot. On a move, like into a moving train from some yes. grassy knoll. Yes, it was a. I loved it. It was a, a very exciting first scene. It was great. I, I believe I texted you at the end of that scene and said, "I love this movie." You did. Now this movie gets worse. Yes, it gets worse. <laughs> but I will say it till I'm blue in the face. Will Smith is fun to watch in movies, even if it's not a great movie. Correct. Here's what I also loved. Mm-hmm. Danny was that her name? Yes, Danny. I thought she was also good in this movie. She is mm-hmm. Ramona from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh my goodness. You're right. That's a little callback. She was also, yeah. I believe, Lucy McLean from a certain Die Hard movie. Yes, Live Free or Die Hard. That's right. Yes. I thought she was great in this movie. I think Clive Owen, 
Mm. Who plays Clay Varys? Right, which is just rearrange the letters. It's Clive Owen again. Like he is just <laughs> he's just That's Clive hilarious. Owen. Yeah. This is the role that he was meant for, and a role that he probably does not have to try for. Okay, let, let, let me just stop you right here, real quick. First of all, okay. I am a hundred percent with you on Will Smith. Okay, like somehow Will Smith interacting with any character in any movie mm-hmm. feels authentic yes will smith with danny yeah. will smith with benedict wong who plays the character baron in this movie i believe they are friends even though they seem like the most oh i i liked wong too i liked wong too they seem like the most unlikely pair of friends that you should not even believe that they know each other but i believe it and i believe will smith and wong together yes and him and danny that that's all they have great scenes too and even the scene with young CG Will Smith, which we're going to get to in a little bit. Yep. With Clive Owen, and he's like crying and stuff. I believe that too. Right. Because that's Will Smith doing his acting as well. That's right. But now, Clive Owen. I really like Clive <laughs> Owen. I've sure, seen sure, movies sure. with Clive Owen that are really good. Inside Man. Inside Man is great. Uh, there's also Children of Men. It's mm-hmm. a very good movie. Clive Owen in this movie never has the phrase phoning it in seem to have applied more than in this movie. Right, right, right. I feel like he just did not, seem to not care at all as he played in this movie. I think it's so easy for him to play this role. I, I hear you when you say yeah. phoning it in. Yeah. I think he phones in this character and I still go like, yeah, I believe it. I believe, again, the scene with him and young CG Will Smith, I, I feel it there a little bit, but all the scenes where he's in like the FBI office and he's threatening the lady and the scenes where he's like talking to young Will Smith in the house mm-hmm. and trying to be the dad figure. I'm like, I don't know if I believe you doing that. The gritted teeth, I love you, son, is a bit yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a bit much. I love you, son. I also have to say right here in Accent Corner, ah. Clive Owen is British. Oh, yes. I think Clive Owen was going for an American accent couldn't tell but i couldn't tell i couldn't tell either <laughs> yeah, couldn't, couldn't tell actually it was so vague and so uh maybe it was like the atlantic the um what's it called transatlantic okay his accent was so vague right that it actually stymied my accent corner and i stopped caring about it so <laughs> he circled back so hard that i went eh, right. okay guess yeah. this is how you yeah. talk now since we're talking about characters and and we talked about we like will smith with the danny character the Mm -hmm. female agent Mm -hmm. romance corner Mm -hmm. there was a lot of uh how how do we say a lot of attractional tension between both old will smith and her and young will smith and her Mm -hmm. and i could never figure out what they were trying to go for i think this movie did a great job with it because I felt great chemistry between Danny and Henry. They had great, great chemistry. Yeah, I think so. Which this movie does a great job of playing on that chemistry, but the chemistry is partnered with respect between the two of them. Right. So I think that they, if I was going to say they make Gemini Man 2 or whatever, Mm I could see them being together. So what are you fishing for? Yeah, peace and quiet. 
and mackerel. Now, she fits perfectly in the age gap between old Will Smith and young Will Smith. Right, that's the thing. I definitely don't think there was much of anything, at least from her side, heading towards young Will Smith. And at the end, when young Will Smith is in college, she gives him a very maternal-like hug Mm, at the end. Right. And it does feel like, okay, this is... It's like quasi-family. Yeah, family-esque. Yeah, it was hard to figure out. I liked the chemistry. and I also didn't know throughout the whole movie if she was going to end up being bad or not. Like, every once in a while, you get this feeling like, is she actually a bad person? I don't know if you got that feeling, but I thought that was a good throwing off the scent kind of thing. I didn't get that she would ever ever be bad, but I was unsure whether she was an agent undercover or just working down at the docks which that was fun yeah i love the scene those conversations between will smith and her on the docks and then he invites her to dinner the next day right or that night and he like shows up with her fbi like identity printed out that was pretty great yes i thought that was pretty good where did you get that 25 years of faithful service you make some friends well now i'm burned can I say, since we're talking a little bit more about Danny, can I say one something that I was a little bit confused by, just logistically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Will Smith, or Henry, is, is retiring from this assassin life. Then people come and attack him. It's a little bit convoluted. He talks to a guy. He dies. Right. Maybe he knows too much about something. So Danny gets attacked in her home. Right. And fights this dude. Maybe from Salient's... <laughs> I had such salient <laughs> Gemini vibes. That's funny. This is that angel has fallen crossover. Right. He then says to her, you can tell me now or you can tell me in five minutes without teeth. Yes. Then right. she <laughs> fights with him, which I think is a great fight. Scene. Yes. When both characters are real characters and none of them are CG mm-hmm. characters, I enjoy the fight scene immensely. Yes. And that one was a good one where like they were really going at it. Like her face gets shoved through a window at some point in time. Right. She then turns the tables on him and says the line back to him. And then Will Smith shows up and she in a really cool move, mm-hmm. pours teeth into his hand from her hand. <laughs> right. Here are my questions logistically. <laughs> Cecily, other listeners who get a little bit skeeved out, fast forward 30 seconds. This won't take long. Mm-hmm. How'd she get those teeth? Yeah, there were no pliers around that I could see. I mean, she hit him with the gun. Yeah. But are you then saying she went and collected those teeth from the floor so that she could... That's a lot of scavenger hunting. Have these clean teeth. Yeah. yeah. Just, just for the satisfaction of putting it in Will Smith's hand. Like, that's just the thing. And he wasn't around for the line. So does he get it? I mean, I guess he's like, why did you just hand me a guy's teeth? Yeah. Well, he looked grossed out. And then he, like, dropped them. So. <laughs> as, I don't know. Yeah, as he would be. I just found it strange. I thought it was really cool that she did it. And then I, I stopped for a moment and said... How did you collect this guy's teeth? Yeah. And why would you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was a little strange. Maybe you are bad, you bone collector. So we're talking about the action in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I have a cu- couple thoughts on this. Yes. There were many times where I thought the action was great. Mm-hmm. There was, there was great action. I enjoyed it immensely. Yes. And then sometimes it would cross over yes. into this. Are people Matrix moving? 2. Matrix 2 CG Keanu Reeves. Exactly yes. right. And I'm like, I'm not exactly sure what's happening. And especially the very last fight scene with the 
spoiler, third Will Smith character who... Right. Boy Will. Doesn't feel pain. And it's like, I understand that you genetically modified this thing to not have pain or remorse or feelings, but there was no mention of super speed, and it really feels like there's some X-Men mutant abilities going on. And that was confusing to me. And I wasn't pleased about it. Yes. And it felt that way in the fight scene in the catacombs area too. Yes. Where it like started speeding up. It was weird. I wonder if, is that a product of 120 frames per second being pared down oddly? Or is that just like they sped some things up in a weird way? I think they sped things up because in other fight scenes, it looks normal. Like with Danny at the dock or in her house or whatever. And Will Smith escaping from his house is a great scene. Right. And nothing feels sped up or anything. So that's kind of weird. This movie does a great job, I think, at the beginning of action scenes. And then it crosses over a line. For example, the scene in Colombia. Uh It starts with (laughs) Will Smith walking out of the house and young Will, young Henry, is up on the roof. Right. And he starts by pointing his gun through his jacket behind him and firing. Yes. And I thought, this this is so cool. And he like runs, and they're playing kind of cat and mouse, and they go into this house. Right. And even the part where Will Smith throws a grenade off of a mirror. Right. And the guy shoots the grenade back at him. Like, uh, yes. And then we find the line. Because at that point in time, at some point in time when they're on the motorcycles, yeah. This full CG young Henry moves in a way that is <laughs> not humanly possible. Uncanny Valley. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that gets worse throughout the whole thing yeah. to the point where I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Oh, okay, so that that dude's a fake guy. Right. Where I think in some parts I thought to myself like you don't need to be CG. I'm just seeing the back of your head on a motorcycle. Right get any guy to ride a motorcycle with actual flapping fabric <laughs> right on a green screen and this will look more real and then the part that really hurt me in that motorcycle scene is he starts spinning the motorcycle around to hit him yes. with the wheels yes the physics is off yes so much in that scene right and i i'm i don't know how to make it better but that really took me out of it there. Yeah, and the amount of force that Will Smith would be ge- getting hit with, having a full motorcycle <laughs> slap him across the face, he would not only would he have lost all his teeth, but <laughs> probably been knocked out at least, maybe dead. Danny comes by and scoops him up. Oh, I got you, I got you. I'm a teeth collector. <laughs> she puts her, I'm a dentist. She, she puts them in her mason jar of teeth in her house. A couple more for the collection. She got the toenails in one, the teeth in the other. <laughs> Gross. And then, uh, what's it? The guy from The Aviator is also in there. Uh, what's his name? The uh, Howard Hughes. Oh, Howard, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes is in there. The He's got his matching collection. Thing. Yeah. Anyway. It was so close to being a good joke. <sighs> Thank you. Action. I'm on the same page. Every action scene seemed to start out great and then just get it slowly crossed into the Fast and Furious territory. And then it was just ridiculous. And I was disappointed. Well, even in the catacombs. Right. I feel like this movie. It committed so hard to CG, like, and that uh, Weta Digital is the effects company that started by Peter Jackson back in the day. They have done amazing things, Lord of the Rings, Avatar, Junk, like, they are right. great in the field. So Weta is involved in this. They, at some point in time, committed to full CG Will Smith. Like, we are not de-aging him. He is just straight up, we are 
making him whole cloth from nothing. Right. Which may be, uh, from a macro perspective, a huge leap forward in what they will do in the future. Right. But I felt like I watched the, uh, this is the missing link. This is the Cro-Magnon man of right. effects <laughs> of de-aging. And I just yeah. happened to be watching like, oh, you're not quite formed right. all the way. This is great. And sometimes, at sometimes, like when they're fighting the catacombs, I can't see much of their faces anyway. Right. Why can't I have two real humans fighting? Correct. I see a CG whole person punching and getting hit with things. Right. In a dark catacomb. <laughs> right. Like you can fool me. Have a guy who looks kind of like young Will Smith. Right. Exactly. Being a stunt double. You will fool me. So let's talk about CG Will Smith. Yeah. 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 There are, there are moments when I mm. see the CG Will Smith mm-hmm. and I think, wow. In ten years, do you, do you remember those? Because I have a, I have a couple things where thought to myself, this is it. Like this is top notch. Yeah, I think there were a couple moments in the catacombs, and then also in the van as they're talking. Those were probably the better moments that I could remember. Yes, the catacombs was great. I put that like the the yeah. flashlight, which was in this trailer, yes. so they must have spent a little extra time on that as well. <laughs> Right. I thought the crying Will Smith was also young crying Will Smith while he was talking to him. Yes. There were some shots there that were really good as well. Those were incredible. What gets weird, though, is when he hugs Clive Owen and you could tell that Clive Owen is like, I don't know, not hugging a real thing. I couldn't stop looking at the line between their faces. Exactly. Sometimes CG Will Smith kind of shifted around in a weird way that. Yes, exactly. He was a bit mushy. Yes. And so you couldn't like, yeah, the line between their faces. I was looking at, I was staring at this dark line thinking, how come you don't (laughs) seem to actually be connecting with his face? (laughs) Right. And there's like no effect of a person's face on the jacket of Clive Owen. Like it's, you could just tell. And so it was such a mixture of uh, incredible moments thinking in 10 years, we'll be able to just create CG versions of every actor. Maybe the entire business of Hollywood will just be animators. Who knows? Then there were moments for me, I think the worst one was at the very end on the college campus oh, in broad was, daylight. In broad daylight, yes. Broad daylight. I saw when I saw the young Will Smith in that, I was like, that doesn't even look like a person. Like that that is uh, uh tremendously hideous. I don't I don't know what I'm looking but at. But even in that okay, so that that college one at the very end looks bad, 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 bad across the way or uncanny uncanny, uncanny, uncanny valley. Right. There is a couple scenes of them like walking away a side profile that like looks good and it struck me with oh oh that 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 one's nice right and then it kind of goes back to the i mean it's so hard to animate uh, to make someone talk and you know emote absolutely right the broad daylight was a, a bold a bold ending there yes now let me ask you there were moments when old will smith is talking to his younger self mm-hmm. and it is making some deep conversation and deep thoughts and deep ideas, such as a, you can have a better life. You don't have to go down this road. You can make the choice. Mm-hmm. He stops him from shooting Clive Owen at the end, saying it'll just change you. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that whole line of dialogue and plot and stuff? He told you to lean into your fear because you are a warrior blessed with great gifts to defend the weak. 
but he couldn't stop the noise. That secret part of you that always felt a little different than everybody else. I was paying so close attention to these CG faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are some terrible lines in this movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think as soon as I got heard a couple of them, when uh, Danny tells Will Smith to sleep on the plane, he goes, no, not me. That's where the ghosts are. And he says, and Clive Owen says to young Will Smith, he's your darkness. You had to walk through this on your own. Maybe you're my darkness. Mm. You don't think that's good? <laughs> <laughs> what? One of the worst guys is that Russian guy when they're in Cartagena and like there's this random Russian guy in a bathhouse. The exposition machine guy, yeah. Yes, and he apparently is able to observe Will Smith wherever he is at any time of day or night. <laughs> it's never resolved how he does that. Right. That was very strange. Back to your question. The dialogue between them, the idea of we are genetically the same... Uh, it did make me think like, okay, you are, you know, what part of it is because of your life experience. Apparently fear of drowning came through his own life in a weird flashback that didn't really play later. That was weird. Even when they fell in the water. Yeah. I thought when they fell in the water, it's like, oh no, CG Will Smith is going to have the upper hand because he's not scared of drowning. Oh uh, yeah. They didn't no. play that at all. No, they didn't play that at all. And then, yeah. so I like that's nurture, but nature is they're allergic to bees. Right. That was a weird flashback of the, I guess, Will Smith's dad telling him, you know, he can swim. Like, I, once that flashback happened, I was expecting more flashbacks to see Will Smith's, like, childhood. They never did that. They just did the one flashback. They they didn't. And was that a real flashback? Or was he talks later about Clive Owen making him wade water until he died, basically, and then right. paddled him back to life. Uh, yeah, unclear. It's a little strange. Unclear. I will just say, uh, moral of the story corner, which is basically what I'm asking you, mm. I do think this movie is trying to say some important things. You know, what Will Smith is getting to do to himself is what we all think sometimes. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You would yes. do things differently if in the past. you could go back and t tell your 18-year-old self this, what would you say? What would you do? And we all hope that 18-year-old version of ourselves would listen to us. Right. Unclear if they would, because no one's ever been able to do it, obviously. But I think this movie is trying to tell you, like, listen, if you're on that younger Will Smith side, closer to 20 than you are to 50, think about the outworkings of your choices now, because it will send you on a trajectory that 30 years from now, you're going to look back and wonder how you got there. So be intentional. Think about it. Think about what's important, all that kind of stuff. And so it tried. And there was the conversation in the van, I thought, especially I, I could buy, I bought moments of it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. You're saying something. No, that's, that's true. I think older Will Smith learns a lesson in this. Always have an EpiPen. Always have an EpiPen. If you are <laughs> definitely allergic to bees, you live in a world with bees, man. <laughs> Take care of yourself out there. <laughs> no, what he really learns is that these ghosts that are haunting him, these uh, mistakes that he has made, he kind of comes to peace with those and is able to move on a little bit more because he sees this younger self mm -hmm. and gets to see a younger self make better decisions than him. And right. that kind of goes into a way of, of mentorship and how if we can impart wisdom from the mistakes that we make in our life mm. to a younger generation or to someone else in our life that can actually help make the stuff we've gone through um mean more 
The final firefight scene. Yes. Intense and I think enjoyable. I, I put Baron died and exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yes. I, that, and I actually felt that death. So I feel like this yeah. movie actually did something there. It's true. I felt bad for him. Felt bad for him. After they escape from the van and go into that store, there's the masked figure that then begins firing yes. this yes. ridiculous gun. Yes. Uh, my, I, I watched this with my wife. And Whitney was like, is that a real thing? Does that gun exist? And I, I wasn't sure. She's like, is that, are those lasers? <laughs> like, I can't tell what it's doing. They are hiding behind. I wrote this down in my notes. They are hiding behind <laughs> a small little wooden half wall. Right. When he starts firing. Yes. And for about five seconds, I think to myself, well, they can't possibly expect that this wall will keep those turret bullets out. Right. Exactly. But the, like... For a long period of time, they just kind of like crouch there, like, all right, we got to just, we'll be fine. Right. Then a one bullet rips through, or a couple <laughs> bullets rip through that wall and go, okay, right. it's not safe. Right. Followed by the rest of the store through layers and layers of walls <laughs> getting destroyed. Yes. Brought to you by Frito Lays because I paused it and looked at all of the different. Uh, <laughs> is that a Pepsi company, PepsiCo? Okay. There were some rolled yeah. golds in there. There were some oh. Lay's potato chips, some Tostitos. There was even a Santita's tortilla <laughs> chip just for $2 a bag at your That's local funny. Publix. That seemed so implausible. Yeah, it was like a softball-sized hole appeared next to their head. I'm like, this thing is firing. And then the, and then the store gets destroyed. Right. I'm like, this gun is firing 100 rounds a second. Uh, they would not have survived. Like, sorry. Right. But anyway, so that scene begins during this scene. We have young Henry confronting Clive Owen, right? Somehow older Clive Owen kind of beats up young Henry. Yeah, that seems strange, which feels strange Yeah, because this guy is a master soldier warrior. And I assume Clive Owen, I mean, he's had his day, but he's kind of works at a desk these days, right? Right. You would think. He's running the cloning farm. I just found it strange that he was able to really whoop on young Henry. But at some point in time, he hits him with an open hand. That's <laughs> disrespectful. That's the French way. Oh, Take man. off the glove and you just slap the person. And then in the final part, so the, the young, young Will Smith, the third Will Smith, Will Smith the second. Yeah. He enters the ring. You can't have this character come in at this point of the movie. There needs to be at another point of the movie a scene of him, like G.I. Joe Snake, yeah. being in another scene. You need to show that there is another super warrior out there. Because when you plug him in at the end, it seems not intentional. Like, oh, well, we just wanted to bring in... A like yeah. they were going to bring in a young, even smaller Will Smith, but the, like the CG budget got blown, so they're like, "All right, just put him in a mask, and we can just Black Panther him in." Yeah, it, it seems a little strange. He seemed to have invincibility. I don't know what kind of helmet he had that could <laughs> like block all manner of bullets, and how many like ten headshots. I'm not sure he was blocking all those bullets. When we find out later, when Danny asks in the weirdest line. Don't you feel pain? Which, apropos of nothing. Right. Because people can be in shock and like be dying and not be screaming. But she says, don't you right. feel pain? I had the thought, has he been shot like 20 times? And because he just hasn't felt it, he just keeps going? But he was shot in the head like 
multiple, multiple times. He so. had a much better, apparently a much better setup than the other guys from Gemini. Right. Who apparently, the guy said, like, the neck and their eyes are the weak points. And then they go ahead and kill these dudes <laughs> from 30 feet as they're running around a corner. Right. And you hit him in the eye or the neck? <laughs> impeccable aim. Impeccable. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. The name of the bad guys uh-huh. is Gemini. Right. They are cloning people. Don't name your company after the secret cloning thing that you're doing. <laughs> if you're trying to keep it on the low, if you're trying to form super soldiers as clones, maybe don't name your company Clones Are Us. <laughs> what was that? Uh, the clone sheep back in like 1994. Name your organization Dolly. Dolly, man. Have the guts. Right. <laughs> that is true. Gemini. Name it Gemini and then do cloning. Yeah, real slick. I'd rather you be named Salient. <laughs> so I didn't think Salient was too bad of a name. But anyway. Call, just call them cloners. Oh, we are Cloners, Inc. What do you guys do? Well, we can't tell. They're from Camino. They're cloners. Cloners from Camino. If the star system does not appear on our maps, it does not exist. That librarian was the biggest jerk in the whole Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, she was. There's a scene after the final battle scene with Will Smith and the other FBI guy who is in this movie for a total of five minutes, I guess. In one scene, he's in the principal's office with his son, I guess, and walks out to take a call. It's very strange. What did his son do? Uh, something bad. I'm not sure. It's unclear. <laughs> but they have this final like conversation, and it's like they're they're tying up all the loose ends of the movie just to let you know, like you don't have to worry about a sequel or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's this exposition of like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we made sure they, they didn't clone any more of you. And there's there's no other clones anywhere else. And uh, I'm going to be let off and don't have to go to jail. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, the credits are going to be rolling in a few minutes. So, yeah, appreciate it. This is uh, very So strange. I'm just going to open up a can of cold, refreshing Coca-Cola here. Oh, that's right. He does do that. Yeah, he really basically says the words, well, this movie's wrapping up. Right. <laughs> that's Sorry for tough. almost killing you. That was the whole deal. I'm happy yeah. you got to see me alive. I know you all were worried about me, the guy who was in this movie for five minutes. I think this movie is in many ways groundbreaking. Yeah. I think a full CG character, this is like Alita, but with trying to uh, capture an actual human. Right. I watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff about Will Smith being excited that they now have 23 year old version of him mm. captured. He said, I can really let myself go now and just say, like, use my 23-year-old self for this scene. (laughs) My wife actually pointed out there's so much material of Will Smith, like young Will Smith from, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. There is, like, a ton of reference, like, source material that they could refer to. Absolutely. So I think that was kind of funny. I feel like a jerk doing this, Uh but it is on my heart. I am okay with you attempting to do full CG. Right. I would have liked if maybe you had kept just will smith's eyes he wore a helmet that had the two cameras to capturing all his expressions right right there are some scenes especially in the college campus one at the very end where he's supposed to be looking at them with amount of like i think he says the line you need to make let me make my own decisions right yes or something and he has supposed to have this hopeful look in his eyes and i looked at those eyes (laughs) and i found no soul (laughs) behind those eyes it's true. Because at first I thought it was just a de-aging. 
what how they did they did this movie. Right. But and then I looked not. into those eyes and I went, Oh, those are computer computer yeah. graphic eyes. Yes, they are. And they are. do not have the same they do not have the humanity behind them. No, there's no soul there. There's no soul, there's no <laughs> there's, soul behind there's none. I really appreciate the attempt, though. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. I'll send you after this show an interview. Ang Lee comes out on stage at this showing, this airing of the movie. Yeah. And says to the audience, maybe we could put it in, or I'm going to try to paraphrase yeah. what he, he says. But he basically says, uh, I hope you guys all like the movie. I hope you all like Junior, as we call him. I hope you be- you all believe in Junior. Please believe in Junior. I'm quite nervous now because you are the very first audience to see it. And I hope you believe in uh, Junior, as we call the young Will Smith. I hope you believe it. I pray, please. <laughs> and you like the, the story. <laughs> and I think Ang Lee knows. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't hit the target on the bullseye. Right. It's close. It's, it's close. close, though. It's very it's close. close. All right, Nate, are you ready to rate this movie? Let's do it. On a scale of zero to five EpiPens. Mm. Because if you think about it, the closest to death Will Smith came was from Bee Venom. And if it were not for the EpiPen, uh, the movie would have ended unceremoniously. It's true. Right? EpiPens. Wonderful pick. I'm going to give Gemini Man two and a half EpiPens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right down the middle. What did I give Angel Has Fallen? Like one and a half? Yeah, I think you were going to do one and a half, and then I gave it too high, and you went like one and a quarter one. or something ridiculous. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This movie is, in my eyes, a better version of Angel Has Fallen. For those who like action and little bits of explosions, I think this is, this is a dumb action movie that's fun, because I think Will Smith is, in general, more compelling than Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that the incomprehensible plot is about the same between the two of them. Right. And why they're going to different places. I don't know why they went to Budapest <laughs> just so that they could be in Budapest or why why were they in Colombia? So you could have those plane scenes, them in that uh Yeah, so they could Yeah. So Wong <laughs> could fly a plane. Right. Which is kind of funny. I kind of enjoyed seeing him in the cockpit. The CG hits and misses in this movie are so mesmerizing to me. I think I will want to watch this movie again. Right. Not right away, but I think I will want to watch this movie again. As someone who loves computer graphics, if you are interested in where movie CG is going, watch this movie and enjoy it for that and see the parts where they just strike gold and you go, that looks like a young Will Smith perfectly done Mm. for about three minutes. Right. Well, you know, Nate, I'm going to go with a whole rating, and I'm going to give this movie three EpiPens. I'm going to give it three because it's Will Smith. Yeah. Three because the action is pretty good. I do think the movie has a little something to say on the term of moral and, sure. you know, some things to think about. And overall, it's, it's fun overall. You know, there's nothing horrible in it. And again, like Will Smith, like you said, charismatic enough. Any other actor? This movie would not work. Any anyone else, it would not be a good movie. He's great. Will Smith. Man, he he does it right. See, see, I'm so used to going after you nowadays. I want to bump mine up to three too. I feel like I was <laughs> Well, you could do For that, the most then. part, I enjoyed this movie. It's got some terrible lines in it. Yeah. It's got some really terrible lines, but it's fun. 
It's a fun it movie going experience. All right, listeners, in lieu of a top five, we are going to just quickly peruse the filmography of Weta Digital, a visual effects company that has done some amazing work ever since, well, the mid-90s they started, but I'd say Peter Jackson and the Lord of the Rings put them on the map in 2001. Wow. And since then, they have done a lot of work. Oh, my goodness. So I just want to kind of browse through with you here. Uh, and talk about some of the movies that you remember the visual effects being superb for the time. There's a lot of uh, Marvel movies on here. There are good movies. There are bad movies. That's right. Godzilla is on this movie. <laughs> yep. i tell you what. I'm just going to scroll through and I'm going to say a movie. Lord of the Rings. Between the three, I would say the Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. I remember watching yes. that in theaters and being super impressed Absolutely. with these giant orc armies in The Two Towers. Absolutely. Another Will Smith movie. I robot. Yes. I feel like that robot was the progenitor of <laughs> Junior Will Smith in this movie. Right. That it it was the closest like to a humanoid thing and I actually I really enjoyed that movie. We moved down a little further to X-Men The Last Stand, which as a movie sure. is no good, no. but as a Golden Gate Bridge getting lifted up and yeah. moved in the air. That's true. And the very impactful scene of Phoenix of Jean Grey yes. uh, blasting out her energy that is peeling off Wolverine's skin as his skin reheals again. I thought it was a really cool effect. Absolutely. In 2006. There's that along with X-Men. X-Men First Class is on this list, which is one of my favorite X-Men movies. You do enjoy that movie. I'm going to jump back up a little bit to 2008 and the movie Jumper. Yes. The, I yes. thought that was a, while not a great movie, maybe we should do it sometime on this podcast. Yes, we should. I would love to. <laughs> the the jumping effect where like the tile breaks as you yeah. head, you know, as yeah. you jump away and stuff sort of shatters as you go is pretty fun. Followed by District 9, which had a guy turning into an alien and somehow was believable. Oh, I've never seen it. I'll have to see it. It's pretty good. Uh, jumping up even farther, the Rise of the Silver Surfer I think this was in the trailer, but the shot of the Silver Surfer going through the skyscraper building mm -hmm. was just visually like, whoa, that's amazing yes. back in 2007. So I just want to point that out. Yep. I also, looking down here, I see Man of Steel. Plot and quality of the movie, uh, debatable. Correct. But I will say some of the fight scenes between Superman and Zod's cronies can be pretty interesting. It is interesting action. I feel like the visual effects were pretty decent there. Right. I agree. I'd also say the, the they have Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. All the apes, yep. While all the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes. I stopped watching them at some point because I didn't care anymore. Uh -huh. But the, the, the shots that I do see of Caesar, I think, which is the... Um, yes. Who's the guy that played Smeagol? Oh, uh, Andy... Andy Serkis. Yes. Who who does him. Yeah. I think it goes Caesar is next after um, we get to maybe Alien Man and iRobot. Uh, Following after Caesar is Alita ba Battle Angel is like, we're getting closer. Right, 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 right. Humanity. And now we have Gemini Man. I do want to point out The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. It is very ironic. Just today I saw... The behind-the-scenes footage of Benedict Cumberbatch... Crawling on the ground. ...doing the motion capture. Oh, my goodness. I had never seen that, Nate. I didn't know he did all that, and it looked incredible. Like, 
whoa. And uh, he did some real acting there, but the effects was also great. Agree. I really like the BFG in 2016. Yep. Saw some of that. I actually have seen more behind the scenes footage from BFG than I actually have of the movie. <laughs> yeah. But I love the, the look of that movie. It kind of gives me James and the Giant Peach vibes. Ah, uh, yes. Obviously, the Avengers movies are on here, which are incredible, Endgame and all that. The Independence Day Resurgence movie, which I would still love to do on this for a whole episode, and it's, it's a terrible movie, but the final scene of the big queen alien running through the desert, it's like broad daylight, white sand, and this crazy alien. And it actually looks pretty good. Oh. I've never seen it. Oh my goodness. We need to do it. I know. We should. We should. We should. And the last thing I want to say in this very, very impressive filmography of all the movies they've worked on. Yeah. Did you see that they are signed up for Avatar movies until the day we expire, basically? They have all the way up to <laughs> Avatar 5 is planned wow. for 2027. Wow. Which nice. is a lot of Avatar movies to come out in the next seven years. That is a lot of Avatar movies. There is also Godzilla vs. Kong, which we will inevitably have to do on this podcast, Nate. Oh, because it's coming out this year. It's coming out this year, 2020. Wow. Millie Bobby Brown. That's right. She's back. Well, listeners, uh, let us know what movies in this list you love. I'll put it in the show notes. And of course, we'd love to hear from you, as always, at Movies on the Side on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook can email us podcast at movies on the side.com and join cecily in rating this podcast five stars join cecily and nate's dad <laughs> by giving us five stars in apple podcasts because that'll help us be found by people looking for quality content that's what this is nate it is it's very get, much quality trying to get that vocal fry yeah can't it's hard to do it thanks for coming to movies on the side All right. We did it.